Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, skip level feedback. Here we go. Almost everybody listening to this show knows that giving feedback is one of the most important activities that effective managers engage in. And yet, we get questions all the time. And this is one that comes up at conferences, and it's all around, hey, can I give feedback to my skips? And I think folks wonder whether they can or not, and we'll certainly answer that because the answer is definitely you can. But then there's all sorts of Issues are concerns that, that folks have, and maybe rightfully so. So maybe it's time to talk about that specifically on a podcast. I agree. Yeah. So um, this cast is about how to do it. We've got five steps, five recommend, not steps really, but recommendations. Here they are. Yes, you can give feedback to skips. We'll explain why, why it makes sense in light of performance communications. Point two, we're going to say you can use the standard model, which is our four-step model. Hey, can I give you some feedback? When you do X, here's what happens. Thank you. Or can you do that differently? We're also going to recommend in step three, you can use the starter or the peer models of feedback because those are generally thought or felt to be less confrontational. And uh, that goes to step four or point four, which is we promise you underestimate the fear that your skips have of you. Most managers who have skips, people who report to managers who report to them, underestimate enormously the amount of fear there is for people two levels down. And so using the peer or the starter model would be a way to reduce some of that. And then last point, maybe very obvious, but if your direct, who is one of your skips managers isn't using feedback, it's going to be harder because the skip won't know what you're doing or why you're doing it. It's really going to be scared. So we don't recommend that you substitute yourself for one of your managers doing skip level feedback. You ought to encourage them to do it. That's the way to get the scope you want with performance communications. Good. Well, it's, it's easy to see where people could get confused. if have been listening to the podcast because we spent a lot of time focusing on directs here, right? And, that focus of manager tools on directs would make it fairly easy to miss the fact that, yes, we do recommend that you give feedback to skips. Yeah, we, we spend so much time talking about managers and directs because if you're a manager, you have directs. Yeah, many managers also have skips and, and skips of skips and so on. But our thinking is if every manager behaves appropriately and professionally, we don't have to worry about skips. We believe the most important relationship in an organization is manager to direct. If we can nail that one, if we can get everybody behaving appropriately around that one, then the organization will take care of itself. Look, the logic is pretty easy. A manager is professionally obligated to communicate with his organization regarding their performance. At a minimum, right, this takes place once a year when most managers ask or most organizations ask their managers to complete a performance review. Unfortunately, thanks to the way the process works today, performance reviews are a rather absurd minimization of performance communications since really almost no noteworthy change ever happens based on only getting a performance review as your performance communication once a year, right? And and particularly if it's in a standardized form, 
and it's become performance reviews have become more like salary discussions for most of us. But anyway, we're obligated to communicate about performance with our organization. And that obligation isn't just for your directs, though obviously it's most important with your directs. In the same way that we rely on customers to give the entire organization feedback, more senior people in organizations are obligated to to inform the work of their part of the larger organization about how they're doing, right? All this really is is systems thinking applied to organizational and professional life. For managers, when we give feedback to our directs, we're also giving feedback to their part of the organization. If they don't have any directs, obviously, then they're, they're it. But if they do have directs, our guidance, positive or negative, is for the benefit of them and for all of their organization, however many layers of below them there are. Think of it this way. If we see them doing something well as a manager and we give them feedback, doesn't that make them better managers? Right? And if they're better managers, doesn't that help their teams? That's the point of performance communications anyway, to increase positive outcomes and reduce negative outcomes, right? If they do something individually well, that benefits the organization. Us telling them increases the chances that they'll do it again, and that helps them and everyone in their organization when the organization improves or is more successful. Really, if more performance communications make an individual or organization better, then more performance communication to anyone in the organization is likely to lead to better results, right? And and obviously, we're assuming here that the the type of performance communication you're doing is professional in nature. We're not suggesting you go around yelling and screaming at people. You may consider that performance communication, but it won't make people better. Yeah. So if you have managers working for you, you're obligated to give them feedback because they're part of your organization, not just because they're your directs. That means our obligation as managers extends to our directs directs, who are our skips and everyone else down the line. And just to be clear, I know we do this a lot, but but for those of you who are joining us, if you don't know what a skip is, it is an American management phrase that addresses a person who reports to somebody who reports to you. So if Wendy works for Mike and Mike works for me, then Wendy is my skip. Because I would have to skip a level in the organization to get to her level in the organization. Now, look, technically, because we're obligated to give performance communications to our organization, we're obligated all the way down the line in the company, right? As long as it's within our organization, somebody reporting to somebody's reporting to somebody reporting to us. Because we're responsible for our entire organization and because performance communications enhance our potential results. Of course, the problem is scope and scale, right? <laughs> it's hard It's hard to do if you have a large organization and you take on the responsibility of giving performance feedback to the entire organization. That's pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It would be silly to obligate us to give the same amount of performance communications to everybody in the organization if there are multiple levels because we can't do that and accomplish everything else we're supposed to do. But the great thing about this is the hierarchical nature of most organizations allows us to rely on others, our managers and and people who work for them, who are closer to the performance being communicated about. Look, if I'm a manager and I'm obligated to give feedback to my organization, so are my managers obligated to give feedback. And it doesn't make any sense for me to try to give feedback to my skips as much as my managers would give feedback to their directs who are my skips. 
So we're obligated to everybody in our performance, in our organization to communicate about performance. Our focus is on directs because if there are multiple layers, other managers share that burden with us. And you just have to remember managerial economics 101. If both you and a manager who works for you can do something, then the manager who works for you ought to be the one doing it. Right. And then the only question is how, right? We've learned that our feedback model is better than anything else we've ever seen. The question is, do we use the same model for our skips as we do our directs? Yeah. Now, if somebody's listening and they already have a way of talking to their folks about their performance, then generally speaking, provided they haven't built some very unusual model, you can use that model to talk to their skip, to your skips. Sure you can. But yeah, because we have a specific way of, of talking about performance communication, our feedback model, we recommend you use our standard model. And this just makes it easy, right? If you're working with a skip, just use our standard model. Four steps. Step one, can I give you some feedback? Uh, step two, when you do X. Step three, here's what happens. Step four, can you do that differently? Or thank you, if it's good. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with our feedback model, we're not going to teach it to you here in detail. We have other casts about the feedback model. Go to the Manager Tools Basics page on www.manager-tools.com and you'll find all kinds of casts about one-on-ones, feedback coaching, delegation, but lots on feedback. And our feedback model is how we recommend almost all on-the-spot verbal performance communications occur. It's quick, it's professional, it focuses clearly on the behavior of the direct as opposed to their attitude or intent, which are things they can argue and frankly will argue. Yeah. One of the biggest lessons we've learned in the past five years about delivering feedback in this model is that quickness is incredibly helpful. Directs don't want long speeches, either for good or for bad, right? And for many of us, longer means more prep time and more discomfort. And this is even more important with skips because they're really uncomfortable with communications from you about their performance. Yeah. And folks, when we say short, we mean short, like five to 10 seconds is absolutely possible and preferable. <laughs> yeah. If Mike were my boss, he would say, hey, Mark, can I give some feedback? And I'd say, sure, boss. What is it? And he says, when you're late for a podcast, it slows me down. Can you do that better? I'd be like, yeah, sorry. And that would be it. That would yeah, that's it. be it. Yeah. It's not a five minute conversation. It's not guidance now about what I can do better. I don't need any guidance about being late. I know I need to be on time. So our four-step model works fine. For those of you who are comfortable with the four-step model, that's what you can use with your skips. Now, to be clear, we're not suggesting you go look for your skips to give them feedback. Don't do this. The guidance we're sharing here about it being appropriate for you to give feedback to your skips is not guidance to seek out opportunities to do it or to measure it at some level near what you give your directs. While it is appropriate for a manager to give feedback to her skips, the primary way to achieve your skips getting enough performance communications is to hold your directs, who are your skips managers, accountable for delivering it to their directs. They're the ones who are going to be doing most of the performance communication and therefore most of the feedback, if they use the feedback model, to your skips, their directs. If, in fact, you do work with a skip on something, you do observe a skip doing something well or poorly, we're recommending you give them feedback just like you would your directs if you're in a position to do, to, do so. If you've watched them work, 
if you believe their behavior is noteworthy enough to hear from you, it doesn't have to be big, that you observe something and you thought it'd be helpful for them to hear from you, good or bad, then you step in and you give feedback. You don't go to their boss and say, hey, I need you to give this guy some feedback. I saw a good thing or a bad thing. What we're telling you here is don't avoid giving feedback to your skips just because they're not your directs, but don't make it a plan that you're going to now start giving feedback to all of your skips. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. There's no, there's no step in our Trinity rollout that says start giving feedback to your skips, right? No, oh, that's right. Good point. Yeah, no, there's definitely not. Yeah, okay. So I think a lot of folks listening, and we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail in a few minutes, but you know, they're aware that skips sometimes take getting feedback from their skip boss hard, right? And so we naturally want to soften it a little bit. Are there some things we can do to soften the blow, so to speak? Yeah, we recommend you, you can either use our starter model or our peer model. Our starter model feedback is just our standard model minus the fourth step. In other words, hey, can I use some feedback? When you do X, here's what happens. It's much more likely to be used for negative feedback simply because in positive feedback situations, step four is just to say thank you. So no reason to not say thank you. But in negative feedback, though, it requires step four requires an affirmative response to the question. Can you do that differently or what can you do differently? Those it sometimes can pinch your directs a teeny bit. And if they can pinch your directs a little bit, they will definitely pinch or hurt the feelings of, in some cases, certain skips, right? So the starter model just says, hey, ask if you can do it because you are more senior to them. And then say, hey, when you do X, here's what happens. And it takes away that pinch of step four in the event of negative feedback. And that's a starter feedback model. You, you also mentioned the, the peer model. How does the peer model differ? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, the peer model is only steps two and three of the standard model. It, rather than asking in the beginning or asking at the end in the event of negative feedback, we simply say, hey, just so you know, you did this and this happened. It sounds like, hey, when you, when you get stuff to me late, the boss gets on me about it. Yeah. And the fact that you're not asking the question in the beginning makes it just lesser of a deal, right? It's, yeah. That, that the point, yeah. Yeah, because you know, I actually like the peer model for skips. Although, frankly, in, in my career, I more often use the standard model. I like the peer model of the skips for skips because the tone of it attempts to convey not I'm your boss and I'm enforcing better behavior here, or the fact that the boss saw it is a problem for you in the event of negative feedback, obvious, obviously. But I think the tone is rather, hey, just want to point out this outcome to you based on your actions that you may not be aware of. Based on watching it being used, it seems much less confrontational. Yeah, you're just offering up an observation, right? Yeah, exactly. Versus yeah. getting somebody in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we don't think the feedback model is confrontational, but mm, yeah, good nonetheless, the peer model, this, in other words, the standard model isn't confrontational. Once you've done it four or five times and your directs know it's coming, they'll ask for more. But the, the peer model does feel less confrontational to a lot of people. Now, look, in recommending using either the peer model or the starter model, our intent is to make less difficult the hearing of the feedback by your skip. We're trying to soften the blow of negative feedback. 
that's why we're trying to do this because of our next point, which is we promise you underestimate the fear they feel, right? And, and just so you know, folks, as a rule, if you're going to soften the negative feedback, soften the positive too. And what we mean by that is don't use starter feedback or peer feedback for negative, but the full model for positive. Otherwise, it feels condescending when you give negative feedback. It feels like you have to talk about it differently. And the moment you start treating positive negative feedback differently, people begin to believe they mean something different. And the whole point of the feedback model is it doesn't mean anything different. It's just feedback. Let's talk about the fear you talked about, because I think a lot of folks, certainly if, if they've gone through the process of learning the feedback model, and gone over this steep curve, given it to their directs, they know firsthand the facial expression they get the first time they ask a uh, direct yeah. whether or not they can give them feedback or not. Yeah, I mean, some directs, right, they immediately ask if they're in trouble. Oh, yeah. They're in panic, right? They think yeah. something yeah. major has happened, right? And so if that happens with the directs, you can imagine what might happen with skips. And I think that's one of the things that scares folks from giving feedback to directs. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, look, it's normal. What you're describing, people, are, your directs, feeling that they're in trouble, that they're in panic, it's normal. It's sad, but it's normal. It's not because they're not interested in getting feedback. It happens because you're the boss, you control their addiction to food, clothing, and shelter, and giving them negative feedback has a lot of weight around their belief about how important their job and their performance at work is. And if you haven't given them a lot of feedback, they think every time you do negative feedback, they're in trouble. Unless you've worked on your relationship with them, their overwhelming primary emotion about a boss is fear. Now, look, later, once you develop your relationship with them, their primary emotion about you will be fear, but it won't be overwhelming. And so, look, so many of us only give negative feedback. What happens th then is when we ask, they assume they're in trouble. And, and frankly, folks, we only have ourselves to blame about this. And that what we've learned from hundreds and thousands of managers delivering feedback in the workplace is multiply the fear and panic that your directs have by 10 and you're in the ballpark for the fear your skips feel getting feedback from you. We will even go so far as to say you probably can't imagine the fear. Um, and it's funny, when we do client presentations, we often tell executives and managers that they think of themselves as nice people. But to the directs, they're not nice people. They're bosses. And maybe they're nice, but all else filters through them being the boss. And so you can be a nice, you can be a boss who's nice, but you're never going to be thought by your directs as a nice person who is my boss. And frankly, unless you're incredibly nice, they're not going to say you're, he's my boss and he's a nice guy. They're going to say he's my boss and he's my boss. Yeah. And if you doubt anything we're saying here about the amount of fear that your skips feel, I mean, think about your boss's boss, right? Then imagine they're coming down, singling you out for some negative feedback. Are you willing to admit to yourself, you don't have to admit it to us, but to yourself, right, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, that yeah. negative feedback from her matters more, means more, worries you just a little bit more than feedback from your direct boss? You answer that question honestly. I suspect you're going to say, yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Then our last point is if you're direct, who is your skips managers, right? If they're not using feedback, it's going to be even harder. 
right? Look, we just told you, right? Hopefully everybody agrees. It's harder for your skips to get feedback from you because of their fear of you. Imagine on, on top of that, that they don't get feedback now. In other words, they'll be learning it from you. Frankly, it's almost too much to expect a skip to handle feedback from you if their boss hasn't delivered it first. Now, it would be even better if their boss had taught them about it first, told them what the model is, how it works, and so on, as we recommend in our Trinity rollout recommendations, right? The only reason we can still recommend doing so in terms of giving feedback to skips knowing that a manager, their manager hasn't given them feedback before, haven't talked to them about it, is the level of obligation that we all have to deliver performance communications in our organization. The level of obligation we have here almost reaches the word should. For those of you who are longtime listeners, you'll appreciate how important that is. It almost reaches the should level in terms of giving feedback or, or, or communicating about performance. It is one of the most critical actions a manager engages in. Yeah, I can't imagine a managed tools manager who has skips, therefore has managers reporting to him or her, who doesn't insist that her directs give feedback. Yeah. Understanding how, how important performance communications are to an organization, to have managers reporting to you and not require them to give effective performance communications doesn't make a doesn't lot make sense, sense but, yeah. but but you know you started out by saying you can't imagine well I can imagine I know it's happening <laughs> okay, for yeah. some yeah for some reason we have managers who have skips listening to us right now and they're listening and they haven't asked their managers their directs to do manager tools like stuff we don't care that it's manager tool stuff we just want them to be more effective and if you're doing this stuff it's reasonable for you to expect your directs to do it as well and yet for some reason when it comes to management we don't ask others to behave similarly it's because the idea that management is personality management is individuality is so ingrained in us that we act as if that we can't ask other people. The organization can, but we as managers can't ask other people to manage a certain way. It's crazy talk. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cra crazy talk. Yeah. Look, the obligation is so strong, even though there's risks associated with fear from your skips, that the answer is, is not to not do it, but to be aware of the risks involved and devote more time to developing your directs to become effective managers by improving their performance communication with their directs. Until then, give feedback to your skips, and, and even after then, give feedback to skips, but hold your managers accountable for doing it more frequently than you can. There you go. Yeah, pretty simple. We got you can give feedback to skips. You can use the standard model or the starter model or the peer model. Take your pick, right? Please, folks, remember you underestimate the fear, and it's going to be harder if you're direct, if, if your skips manager isn't using feedback. Feedback is our way of delivering performance communication. We're obligated to do it, even to those who don't report directly to us. Look, maybe you don't use our feedback model. That's okay, folks. But you have to do some sort of performance communication if you want to be effective. And if you don't have a way of your own that works easily and quickly, try ours. Your directs want it and their directs want it too. You have to be a bit more careful when you talk to skips, but it's worth it. Excellent. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you enjoyed it and hope to see you on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com. 
See you there. So long, folks. <laughs>